You're listening to The OmniShare. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity mats for Mac and iOS. Music. I'm your guest host, Rose Orchard, filling in for Brent Simmons, who is the guest for today's interview. Say hello, Brent. Hello, Brent. Okay, so uh, welcome to the show, Brent. I'm guessing this is probably not your first time on a podcast. No, but it's my it's my first time as a guest on the Omni Show, so wow. I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited to be yeah. today's guest host. Yeah, thank so, you for doing it. Yeah, so what do you actually do at the Omni Group? I mean, we know there's an Omni Show, mm-hmm. and there are cat pictures. Yes. And there's a lunch menu every day. Yeah. But what, what do you do at the Omni Group? Well, I also really enjoy eating the lunches. Oh, so that's very that's important. critical. Yeah. Um, uh, and I tend to write a post about what's coming up for lunch as mm-hmm. soon as I start thinking about lunch, which is around 10, 10, 15 a.m. Okay. every weekday. I realize that I'm the Garfield here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have several lunches a day if I could. Okay. Really and how like many of lunch. those would be lasagna? You know, that has, yeah, none, unfortunately, due to my unfortunate lactose intolerance. Oh, that's a shame. Sad. I love lasagna. Yeah. So I'm, sure I'm like, I'm a handicapped Garfield in a way. It's terrible. Now, having just met lunch stuff, I'm, I'm sure they would be willing to try and do a lactose-free lasagna. Yeah, they probably would. Or make me something equally yummy. Yes, of course. That would, that would be good. So you work in the marketing department. But yeah. You haven't always worked in marketing at Omni, have you? That's true. Uh, I was hired here as an engineer because I do have some, well, decades of experience doing engineering. <laughs> uh, and so it seemed like a reasonable thing to do. And I did that for... Oh, about three and a half years. Uh, and last March, I switched over to, to marketing. Okay. Um, and uh, it was strange going from, you know, opening Xcode every day and, you know, looking at the bug tracker and plowing through stuff in that way to opening up BB Edit every day, but still looking at the bug tracker. And Of course. You know. Old habits are hard to break. Right. And, you know, my stuff, you know, this, there's a bug for this show, right? You know, right. right. Exactly. So the bug tracker runs everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like the backbone in some ways of what people are doing here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. How people keep track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. And what prompted you to switch to marketing? Um, I was asked by Grayson and Ken if mm-hmm. I would like to make that switch. And I had started the Omni show before that mm-hmm. and had started attending marketing meetings. Uh, Derek Reif was, was the marketing guy at the time and Grayson was the, the boss. And so I was attending with the two of them. So I yeah. was kind of in it. A little bit. Yeah. And Sneakily then, pushing your way into the marketing yeah, department. Right. And, you know, because, you know, for years as an indie developer working for a small company, I had to had to do a lot of the promotion myself. So I have many years experience with that and um, been blogging for 20 years and done podcasts before and know my way around social media. So, you know, I was actually qualified for the job. Yeah. Nevertheless, people were surprised. You're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure people now wonder what you even do all day. Yes, so, yes, yeah. they do. They and do. then Friday comes and there are either cat pictures or dog pictures so far. Uh-huh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So then people go, oh, so he was doing this all week. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have a set of recurring tasks that I do each morning. And the first thing I do, and I actually have a task in OmniFocus for this, is to check Ken's tweets. Ah. Because sometimes I learn things that way. But often there are, you know, good things to retweet or whatever. Right? Yeah. Step one, check Ken's tweets. And I go and check. Uh, I run the Ad Omni Group account, and mm-hmm. we have a number of searches for different apps and, you know, their mentions. Go through that, 
do Mastodon, do Facebook, do microblog, and look at our, you know, email sent to marketing. Mm -hmm. um, really, the first half of my day is just like the same stuff that I, you know, do every day. Second half is mainly writing. So that's blog posts, that's things for inside OmniFocus, um, or it might be coming up with a new tagline for a product, or it could be any number of different things, or writing um, the text for the app store, for instance. You know, course. all that has to be written by humans Somebody. and reviewed by humans. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just all kinds of stuff, mostly writing. Mm -hmm. One part of my job that I really need to get better at is the screenshot taking. Oh, that's, that's a tough with one. With shadow or without shadow? Right. Well, Getting the mouse pointer in there has been like the real difficulty lately. Doesn't macOS automatically remove the mouse pointer from screenshots? Um, yeah, it does. Okay, and so I if you want, want it, a mouse pointer in I there. if I want it, yeah, then like, well, how do I do that? Well, and there's an option. So I turn on the option and it still doesn't appear. So it's okay. like, but the harder part is how do I make a screenshot that looks really, really great? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's that's actually a skill that takes a lot of practice yeah. and a lot of thinking. And, and with something like OmniFocus, you can't just take a screenshot of OmniFocus. You need to have good right. tasks in there that actually mm -hmm. make sense, or maybe they're a little bit funny, tell a yeah. story or something. Yeah. So you've it's probably a couple hours prep time just to get a sure, yeah. test database, right? Yeah, we, we do have um, some test databases that we can reuse. But yeah, it's a matter of getting that on the right kind of device and then yeah. setting up QuickTime Player and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. So you mentioned BB Edit for writing. Mm -hmm. Have you always preferred BB Edit for writing? Uh, I've been a BB Edit user since 2.5 or something like that. It's a long, long time ago. Yeah. And it, it's a real Mac app. It is. For instance, if I hit undo, it undoes the right amount instead of just character by character. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Preferences is an actual window with checkboxes instead of like typing in Ruby or JavaScript configuration. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It scrolls fast. Of course, yeah. Handles really, really big files really well. Yes, it does. Multi-file searching is great, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the the multi-file uh, search and replace in BB mm. Edit. Oh, if, yeah. Is, uh, my, my blog is based off text posts, so if I okay. make a mistake yeah. or I decide that I'm changing like a, a header or something, then mm. I can just do a multi-file search and replace and save, and it's just done. Yeah. It's like, whoa, did I really just do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, BB Edit's amazing. So another big question for the writing. Do you write in Markdown or do you write in HTML or plain text entirely? Markdown. Or? Everything's Markdown. Everything's even notes to myself, even emails that don't get rendered as HTML, they just... Like the email you know, that you sent me yesterday. Right, sure. Right. <laughs> which is a plain text email. Yeah, and I send, um, you know, we have press releases and things that I have to write emails to special friends. It's all in Markdown and it looks fine in email, so... Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I even use Markdown and iMessage myself because it mm. doesn't render, but everybody knows what it means. Yeah, right. So, right. yeah. And that, that's part of the, the genius of it, I think, is yeah. that that works. Yeah. yeah. Do you use the original Markdown or are you using multi-Markdown, one of the extended versions? Um, really a subset of the original Markdown, mm -hmm. you know. So, what do you call those marks? Octothorps? Yes. <laughs> for, for heading level and then any number of asterisks for bold mm -hmm. or italic. Yeah. And then there's that weird link syntax. And I I think that's about all of my markdown vocabulary, but yeah. yeah, you can write almost anything that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've heard people not so familiar. Octothops are also called hashtags. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yes. All right. Pound sign. That's what we used yeah, to call them. It used yeah. to be called the pound sign on the phone, right. which is weird because the British pound sign is completely different. Oh. <laughs> so. You know, I never made the connection between pound and pound in, the, yeah. in those different contexts. Yeah. yeah. And there's also pounds the weight, yeah, which right. is LBS. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Confusing. Okay, so aside from BB Edit, what do you use to do your job? Let's see. It'll make a sound, but I'll I mean, open my... I mean, you've heard Omni Outliner. Right, sure. 
As, yes. As uh, you've mentioned that on a couple of the Omni shows, you mm-hmm. you do your outlines in Omni Outliner. So I keep Outliner open all day, and I have a file called Log. And every day I just, I record things like blogs or something might mm-hmm. mention OmniFocus or OmniGraph or something. So I record URLs. When I post the what's coming for lunch today, I record that URL. Um, I work on a given bug. I record, you know, what I did, write a draft, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So for each day, you know, and all that lives in Omni Outliner, uh, which is nice. I also have another one for meeting notes. Of course, yeah. And, and those are my two main uses for Omni Outliner. Of course, I mainly live in OmniFocus and mainly live in the today uh, mm-hmm. in the forecast view because I'm at work today and I yeah. need to know what I need to do today. And so that, that's yeah. essentially how, how I live. Yeah. And with the new event view, you don't have to switch to the calendar to see like you have a meeting now, for example. Right. Right. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I have my computer open. It says the Omni Show, Rose Orchard, recording two shows. Ooh, yes. two shows. Two You're letting shows. the cat out of the bag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, this will be published second. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course. Then, of course, there's mail, news, net newswire, calendar, Mars Edit, uh, Slack, boy. So you use Mars Edit for posting to the, the Omni blogs then? Yeah, yeah. Not always. I also use the micro.blog Mac app. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really like, Slack is an awful app, but it's a great app for what it does. Oh, it is, yeah. I mean, I just wish it was a real Mac app. But I have Slack open constantly, and I really enjoy the, the Omni Group Slack. Yes, it fantastic. is a very fun place to hang out. It's just full of friendly nerds. And so I have a group for, like, family, um, groups for some of my side projects, mm-hmm. local people, stuff yeah. like that. Um, what else do I use? Mattermost is our internal chat uh, application. Mm-hmm. And I think we probably picked it because we can self-host. Yes. And we like that kind of privacy and security and yeah. everything. Omni Bug Zapper. Listeners can't see, but um, I'm turning around to show Rose. This is our bug thing. Okay. Uh, Rose is now looking at all the tasks in red, which are mine, which are overdue. (laughs) But yeah, it's just basically a Mac app with the ability to do searches and assign bugs to people, add notes to bugs, you know, all kinds of things. And it's it's in some ways the heartbeat of the company, I think, is, you know. So you said, for example, this podcast episode is a bug. So right. everything here is a bug, right? It's yep. not just bugs. Right. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. everything goes goes yeah. through this. Yeah. Except for like, you know, I don't have a bug for check Twitter every day. I mean, that would be silly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I used to use versions because we're on subversion here. And versions mm-hmm. is a desktop uh, SVN client. I've moved my marketing stuff into Git lately, mm-hmm. which I much prefer and use the command line for that. So you're not using a Git application like SourceTree or anything? I haven't been. So my marketing repository is just me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty simple Git user, but that's all I need. I just need to commit stuff and push it and whatever. Mm-hmm. That works out. I use uh, Google Chrome entirely for the purpose of Facebook when I have to do Facebook stuff. Okay, so they segregate can that from track you everywhere else. Yes, exactly. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a row of bookmarks and it literally has one bookmark which is to our facebook page <laughs> i think we can allow that so you're not yeah. personally a facebook fan then no despite working next to, door to them <laughs> yeah, i know i know in order to do my job i had to actually create a facebook account so that i could update our our facebook yeah. page the trials and tribulations of being in marketing at omni yeah right it sounds like such an elitist position like oh my god for my job which you know is nice and cushy I had to make a Facebook account. Oh, no. 
Well, I, I will tell you, listeners, I have seen Brent's office and there is a very nice cushy beanbag in there. So there he's is. not joking about the, the nice and cushy job here. There, yeah, it really is. The beanbag is huge and it's the smallest one. Yeah, beanbags can be, there's like children's beanbags. Right. Which if you try and sit on as an adult looks ridiculous and is very uncomfortable. Sure. And then there's adult beanbags, which right. take up basically the whole room. Yeah. And this is a, a small adult, but it's, it's enormous. Yeah. yeah. But it looks very comfy. It is, yeah. I do most of my best writing on the beanbag. So I get on the beanbag, move my office chair close enough, put my feet up on the chair and relax on the beanbag with my laptop Mm -hmm. in that, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex position with the small Mm -hmm. hands and the laptop. Does the chair not roll away when you do this? No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it works out somehow. It's impressive. So you mentioned that you have Net Newswire on your Mac and that mm-hmm. you have side projects. Net yeah. Newswire is one of your side projects that recently came back to you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Net Newswire, I started it in 2002. That seems like quite a while ago now. Yeah. And uh, worked on it up through, I think, 2011 or so when we sold it to Black Pixel. Mm-hmm. They kept it going and everything. But then, yeah, last year um, I talked to them and, and got it back. And it's just like one of the greatest days of my career to like, it's the app I'm certainly best known for. I mean, mm-hmm. I've put more of my own hard work and self and love into that app than into, you know, really anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's wonderful to have it back and be able, now I'm working on version five. And yeah. like, you know, I never thought I'd be the net newswire guy again, but I am. Yeah. And I'm you so are. glad. Yeah. I'm on the beta and I'm in the Slack chat channel for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it looks like it's going really well. Yeah, scan there. Yeah, it's a very fun application to use just for reading news, which, yeah, it's reading news doesn't sound like fun, but when you can put anything into there, pretty much. Yeah, right. You know, when I started it, there was no Twitter or Facebook mm. or anything like that. And uh, RSS was how you got news. Now people have a lot of alternatives. Yeah. Which means a number of different things. One is I don't have to write the great app that every human in the world is going to want. Mm. I can write knowing that it's a niche audience. That's I can like do the thing yeah. for that audience. And that's a lot of fun. But you seem to have a lot of users that really care about the app, at least yeah. judging by the Slack channel. Like yeah. everybody's excited and willing to like talk to you about stuff. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. And that's a lot of fun. When working on my own apps, I've never been the kind who just like, you know, goes away in, in his office and is totally quiet. Back in the old days, that news where I had a mailing list, which was mm-hmm. super active. Um, yeah. Must have been, I don't know, a hundred people or something on it. And like, you know, just constant talk because I'd say, you know, I'm thinking about this. And then I'd get a whole bunch of feedback. And, and that was great. It was a very social way to develop. And so I like doing that only now with Slack these mm-hmm. days. But yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can imagine in some ways that must be quite hard, like doing a side project officially by yourself because mm-hmm. that newswire is yours. But right. because of the Internet, it's mm-hmm. not. By right. yourself, is it? So, right. and other people, of course, because Newswire is open source, right? Yeah. So other people can make pull requests and send yeah, that's in, right, which is nice. Yeah, that's that's a brand new thing for me. Yeah. Um, but I've enjoyed it. For instance, Olaf Hellman did all the AppleScript support because mm. he knows AppleScript. Yeah, you know? and Daniel Jalkett added, um, I don't know what it's called, Safari extension for subscribing yeah. to a feed. So I yeah. didn't have to do that. Yeah, a guy who I didn't know before, Maurice Parker, just went through and fixed a whole ton of bugs. So the great. internet is awesome. Yeah, basically. it really is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Net Newswire is not your only side project, is it? That's right. You've got yeah. a few other little things going. So the other one is called Rainier, and it's <laughs> an app that's inspired by Userland Frontier, which never had a giant audience, but was a scripting uh, application for Mac back in the 90s. And still, 
exists, I think, and could maybe run on a Mac today, but is not a modern Mac app and mm-hmm. may not have more than a couple active users. The main one being Dave Weiner, whose company invented the app in the yeah. first place. Uh, so it's inspired by that. It's not compatible with it, and it's not going to be the same, but it's going to be very similar. Because mm-hmm. I found the ideas in that app to be interesting, and at least back in the day, super powerful. And so my theory is, if we bring back those same ideas, we might get some of that same invention and innovation that we had back then. Yeah. Because it was in Frontier, for instance, that the early blogs were written. Mm-hmm. Um, RSS was invented. Podcasting was software running in Userland Frontier, both the reading and writing, before it was anything else. And so if we have something like that, you know, what else can we create? I think we have a a real need to get back to the open web and the web of tinkering and mm-hmm. the web of where like an individual can make a thing, yeah. you know? So I really want to bring that back. Yeah. And it's going to take me a while because, you know, nights and weekends and I also have that newswire to work on. So, yeah. But it's but, also open source and hopefully I'll get some help and yeah. that'll be cool. I'll cross my fingers because it really does look promising. And I mean, that's why I'm excited about it because you're not making a thing, you're making a tool which makes things. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, it technically is a thing, but, you know. Yeah, it's, right, but it's a, it's, a development it's tool. It's a very free form. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not Xcode. It's, you know, it will be meant for people who've never even programmed before should be able to pick yeah. it up. And people who have programmed before should hopefully find it, you know, powerful and fun and everything too. Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. I just <laughs> wish I had two of me so I could come to work and also... Stay at home. Or stay at home. Yes. Work on it all day. Yeah. yeah, I remember. What was it? I think it was Bernard's watch. It was a, a book years ago um, where a boy had a, a pocket watch where he could literally stop time and mm. run around and do stuff. And I so often w- wish that I had right. something like that. And it would be really useful for you too. Yeah. You yeah, know, come sure. home. You could take an app whilst also working at the same time, yeah. <laughs> which that would be amazing. So what else do you do in your spare time? I've heard there's something about you being a musician. Yeah. So I play a lot of music and I always told myself that toward the end of my career, I'd allow myself to do that more and more. So I am, I'm actually like working harder to, to get good at Mm -hmm. playing music rather than just like, you know, I've always been good enough to like, I can play songs around the campfire and people will sing and they'll be like, Oh, Brent, that was, that was great. Thanks. But I want to be actually like, really like, if you heard me play, you'd be like, wow, that's actually quite good. Thank you. What instruments do you play then? Um, Guitar is my main one, Mm -hmm. uh, but also piano. I just got a banjo. Ooh. It's really cool. It's an antique. It's about 80 years old. Nice. And it's older than the style of bluegrass picking you're used to hearing. So it's actually called a plectrum banjo. Four Ooh. strings instead of five. Super long neck. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to be played in jazz bands of the era. Mm. Or big bands. So it has a resonator. So it's super loud. And you play with a pick. But the idea is it could be heard over the saxophone to your left and the trumpet players to your right. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous, has all this ornate woodwork and everything. It's a marvelous, marvelous instrument. Nice. And um, I have a whole lot of fun playing that thing. Mainly, I think, because it's super loud. Yeah. I mean, it's, loud is always loud. part of the appeal with music, right? Yes, right, right. Yeah. But when it's loud and it's a banjo, people these days aren't expecting to hear that <laughs> that much. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that being a very pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. So I hope I hope your neighbors agree with me that it's a pleasant surprise. Uh, so far, I've kept the kept the windows closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, summer will be will come. Yeah, that's right. And then you can. And I will fill the neighborhood with really loud banjo music. Excellent. And yeah. before summer, you have time to practice as well, right. so yeah. you can be even better and stun them. Mm-hmm. Should be good. 
Uh, didn't you play with James Dempsey in the Breakpoints at WWDC last year? Yeah, and um, at some of the uh, Swift by Northwest or whatever mm-hmm. conferences. Yeah, played a few times. Played piano at the Breakpoints show at WWDC, but normally I play guitar with James. Mm-hmm. And that's a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. um, I, I don't play in front of people all that often, but when I get to, yeah, I love doing it. And uh, I realized at one point that, you know, doing a prepared talk, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't show terribly, but I, but I am. But playing music in front of people, there's no nervousness whatsoever. Oh. Just like, I love doing it so much. And, and yeah, I'm the exact opposite. Like a prepared talk, I can just go out there and do it. It's mm-hmm. fine. I, I used to be a professional presenter. Okay. But going out and performing music, it's like, what if I make a mistake? Like, it's really hard to cover it up. Yeah. And right. the reality is, apart from professional musicians, most people aren't going to notice a mistake. Yeah, right. And even if they do, you can be like, it was intentional. And <laughs> just pretend it was all fine. Yeah. So, I mean, how long have you been playing music? I started with guitar when I was 12. Okay. Which, if I could do the math, is 38 years of guitar playing. But I've only recently started to get good. <laughs> My obsession has been um, country blues. Oh. So very, very old school, like guy playing a guitar, mm-hmm. you know, could be on, on his porch or something, mm-hmm. that kind of sound. And I had never thought about that until I started to learn how technically difficult it actually is. I yeah. thought, this, you know, can't be that hard. And then I learned if you're playing fingerstyle, you, your thumb has to be completely independent of your fingers because your thumb is keeping like a steady, dun, 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 mm-hmm. and then your fingers are doing yeah. all kinds of other crazy Which things. Which is kind of like the piano, your left hand having to be completely right. independent of your right hand, but two levels up yeah, because right. it's on the same hand. Because it's on the same hand. Yeah. yeah. That's super tricky. And lately I've been getting into uh, more and more playing with a slide. Mm-hmm. So I, I just adore the sound of a blues bottleneck guitar. It's such a very vocal sound. It, it, it almost sounds like a human. Mm-hmm. And there's like a kind of a crying element a little bit. It's, very, you know, it's the blues, right? It's yeah. a very emotional kind of music. But I play the blues because it makes me happy. So, well, there we go. Yeah. As long as it doesn't make you cry. I think right, exactly. Good. I mean, the blues is an antidote to the blues. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I can see that working, mm-hmm. Just, you know. It does for me. Yeah. People listening to it, maybe not, but it yeah. works for me. So Personally, yeah. if I think the musician is happy when they're doing it, then mm-hmm. when they're performing, then it's enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Of course, some music does make you cry. Yeah, that's true. Though sometimes it's just because the playing is so terrible, which <laughs> I very much doubt yours is. So. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> I was thinking I, would, I was going to demonstrate, but I went to... um change the strings on my guitar. I have a guitar here in the office mm-hmm. and because I had broken a string, so I'm just going to change them all. And as I'm changing, restringing, I break the first. Oh, of course. So I've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe you can slot it in afterwards. Mm. I mean, Mark is an editor with the Wiz. That's um, true. A yeah. Wiz with the editing. So. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so thanks, Brent. How can people find you on the web then? Well, you can go to omnigroup.com, right? You can go to our microblog microblog.omnigroup.com mm-hmm. or Twitter where at Omnigroup there. And you can find my personal blog at inessential.com. Excellent domain name. I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Bosco. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. And I especially want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music. Music.